0: Welcome back to Goodnight Harlem. We are your hosts Law and
1: Avia, aka Avigaatz.
0: Ooh, and this is episode 74 where we can't wait to talk about the steamy goodness of the show Love is Blind season 2. But before we get into that, we have a special guest today from the Millennials Inn podcast, influencer Raven <laughs> Roberts. Hey! <laughs> Raven, uh, we can't wait to hear your takes on this as well. Um, So we're gonna use this episode to really dig into Love is Blind. And a part of the reason why we wanna do this is because there was more things that happened on this this season than we could have like ever imagined. And Avia, give them a little bit of a breakdown as to how Love is Blind works.
1: All right, so for anyone who doesn't know, Love is Blind is a reality dating show where they take 10 men and 10 women and they put them in these individual pods where for the first 10 days, all they have is conversation. There are no distractions, there is no social media, there is no media whatsoever. And in the first 10 days, each woman and each man are allowed about seven to 15 minutes with each each person. And after that, after they get a feel for who each, each person is, they decide who they wanna continue the conversations with. And from there, the conversations can range from an hour to a couple hours. And within the 10 day time span, they have to find the person that they want to spend the rest of their lives with. And that usually ends up in a proposal by the man to the woman. And after that, they meet each other and see each other for the first time. So the first 10 days is all audios, just like this podcast. You can't see no faces. All you have is their voices. And after they get proposed to, they get engaged. And from there they meet each other, they go on a honeymoon and within four weeks, they have to plan a wedding. And during the wedding, they have to decide, are they going to continue marrying this person or are they ending it right then and there?
0: Now that she's explained the show, I think one of the the biggest things that I had to like, take a step back from when I fought for even saw the first season is, is this even realistic? Does this process actually work? And that leads us to our first question about this, before we get into each one of the relationships and all the steamy goodness of it. Do you realistically believe within 10 days of you getting to know somebody just talking to them? You've not seen them ever. You don't know anything about them aside from what you've heard over a phone line essentially do you feel like you can actually fall in love and get married to somebody based on just that interaction raven we want to start with you
2: i think people are optimistic about the process okay going into it in the show because of lauren and cameron they were like the it couple from season one fell in love sight unseen their relationship seems to be blossoming They've got a dog, they've got a YouTube channel. So it's like, if they can make it, clearly the process works. Um, I think that being engaged in a matter of a couple of days is a lot. If people feel as though they're in love, then by all means, maybe they're in love. (laughs)
0: Okay, wait a second, wait a second. If in your mind though, if someone after 10 days of not even meeting you in person proposed to you and they really meant it, you feel like there's no room. You're like, this is a- just absolutely not, right? This just can't happen for you.
2: For me, I don't even want to get engaged to someone I've known for six months. So this is not the show for me to go on to. But well, at least you we- I also want to ask questions that I cannot ask on the show because for me, love is not blunt. But for some people, it might be
1: blunt. Um- she would be asking some
2: shake questions. There it is. That's like, exactly. Can you lift me? But see, the thing is, I'm not asking shake questions. I'm asking questions that have to do with my own safety. Okay. Where were you on January 6th, 2021? Okay. Those are the type of questions that i to ask.
1: Oh, so that's how you determine what they look like skin-wise, <laughs> right? Okay. Avia, what do you think? Um, I can't say that it's not possible because hence we do have a couple couples that have made it through the fire, but I just don't think it is sustainable. (laughs) Like it's just, I mean, you're it's, it's an air fryer version of getting into a relationship. Like you put you, you, you're preheating the air fryer, putting two people in and then in eight minutes, Oh yeah, we love each other. Like, and you know, on top of that, there's people that that love bomb already. So I can't even imagine how they would be in this situation where after three days, they would be ready, let alone utilizing the full maybe six, seven, eight, you know, waiting till the full process. But I could see someone going into this already paying a lot of attention to someone naturally. And then in this situation, that's on turbo, turbo speed. And I don't know how sustainable that is.
0: Okay. She just tried to like slide in love bombing. That's going to be a whole nother episode, but. It, I it always
1: doesn't... segue to our next it it, No, no,
0: it, it doesn't exist, but that's a whole nother conversation for the next pod.
1: <laughs> just because no one love bombed you, Lawrence, doesn't mean it never happened. Just
0: oh, I love just the saying. shots fired during our pods. I love the shots fired. Tell
1: me how you really feel. It's because you haven't been a victim of love bombing. <laughs> no, it's a victim.
2: <laughs> but it is a victim. We are victims. Okay.
1: There's always a perpetrator.
0: <laughs> oh, this is the worst. There's no such thing, guys. We have to stop that, this narrative. Oh, my God. He likes me too much. Get, get away from me.
1: Exactly. My, get away from my, me. Don't like me too much.
0: I do believe. Uh, people can absolutely fall in love in that 10-day span. And not only do I believe that, but based on my friends who are Indians that have had arranged marriages and that have worked beyond anything that's happening in our Western relationships, I absolutely believe this can work. It just depends on the mentality of the two people who are engaging in it. So yeah, I absolutely believe
1: Just because you're in a marriage though doesn't mean that it's working. So I, I think we have this what are you saying? (laughs) I'm saying what I'm saying. You're you're using your friends who have been in a similar situation as an example. But what I I think the facade is that when we see people in a marriage, and maybe I'm getting a little bit too deep with this. When we see people in a marriage, we assume that it's already successful just because that they're together. We don't know what's going on in that situation. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, the question was about love. So I'll, I'll leave it at that. But Marriage doesn't mean that you're automatically successful in your relationship is what I was trying to say.
0: That's fair. I'm not even going to deny that. Okay. But let's get into the couples, And I'm going to start with the couple that I think has gotten and gained the most traction, and that is Deep Tea and Shake. For those who didn't watch, they're both Indian American citizens, and both of them have very strong cultural ties to their backgrounds. However, both of them also had only dated white people prior to meeting one another in the pods. They didn't end up making it though. Deep T and Shake both make it to the altar, and at the altar, Deep makes the decision to say, No, I don't want to continue with this. So I want to know from you all as a starting point. The reason why she ended up pulling back was because she was feeling like Shake was saying things behind her back and that she wasn't being the priority, et cetera. So I want to start with my question being, was Shake wrong or right? Because he said a lot of things and he did a lot of things. But I want to hear you guys take on it. And I'll start with you, Avi.
1: It was wrong. Point blank, period. If, if anyone watched the reunion, there is a simple statement that Vanessa, the host said, and she said, you were on the wrong show. Simple as that. He was on the wrong show. If it was about what he was missing in that open component with DT, if it was really about that, why would you sign up for a show that takes that away? If, if that's what you really, really care about. And so when I say he's wrong, I'm not saying he's wrong for caring about that. You should, but why would you sign up for a show that completely takes that element out of the situation. And then on top of that, he didn't even understand the premise of the show. It's like he was he was dissing the show for being what it was. Oh, this show is not about getting married in uh, six weeks. This show is about finding love. Like we're supposed to skip all these steps. Uh, Yeah, bro, that's what you're supposed to do. There's a whole season where you can watch 10 plus episodes that show that exact thing. So why are you acting brand new as if you didn't know that's what this show was about? On top of that, um, was he wrong? Well, yeah, he was wrong in so many ways. You're talking about your fiance behind her back to other people in a way that makes her look bad. Why do you need to do that? Why is that necessary? Seriously, why is that necessary? This is your best friend, best friend, quote unquote. This is your your hype girl. This is the your, the person that rides for you, ride and die. And you're gonna sit here and tell another cast member, "Ooh, she reminds me of my aunt." Like, are you serious? So yeah, you were wrong in the way that you handled everything. Now, if he went through this process and he realized, you know what, the the animalistic attraction that I'm not feeling towards her, and he did tell her about this, the animalistic that I'm not feeling towards her is a big component in what I see fit in a relationship, then I feel like there's a different way he could have went about that. And he did not go that way. On top of that, there were rumors that he wanted to be seen as the villain. So he wanted to actually break things off with her at the altar. And what I found out, what what supposedly ended up happening was producers found that out and they actually told Deep T, we're gonna have you go first and you saying if you want to, want to get married or not. And so they purposely had her go first so that she would break things off first with him because he wanted to be the person to do that. He wanted to be the villain of the show. That was his whole shtick. And so, yes, he was wrong. In all fronts, he was wrong.
0: Raven, thoughts?
2: So I think the Sheik was wrong. Um, he is definitely the villain of this season. He got his goal accomplished, if that's what he wanted. Um, to me, let's just put it this way. We have heard that the things that he said and they put in the show were mild compared to the things that he was saying yes. about her off camera. So the fact that you have all of these negative things to say about her, and you just tell her very lightly, like, oh, I'm not really that attracted to you, or like, I just feel like we're best friends, this, that, and the third... You could clearly have a conversation with her like other couples had before wedding day to be like, you know what, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. And I don't want to waste your time nor my time. Let me exit because that's what an adult would do and move on and let you go about your life. Why do I have to bash you off camera? Because these things are not even being seen. Why do I have to bash you off camera? because I'm not attracted to you. What did she do to him to deserve that treatment? Nothing. So this person is your hype woman, your best friend. I just want to wake up with her every single morning. Like I can't imagine not waking up next to her, but you talk about her like a dog behind her back and to other cast members, how dare you? How dare you? And it has come out, okay? Because Shake was not out here with a six pack abs, okay? You also have fat kid problems because he was overweight as a child. Okay. And I'm going to let you know right now, I'm five, eight and a half. I'm not 110, but I'm also a size 02. So it doesn't matter about what is on that scale. You can also be thin and not be 110 pounds. Okay. He has his own internal issues that he needs to work out, and he put those on deep D. And that was not okay.
0: Okay. There is a lot that was said there. And I'm so thankful to do this because I've been telling them even before the episode, my feelings on uh, what he did and and who he is are a little different than theirs. So as far as was Shake wrong or right, I think in terms of his opinions of not only the show and his thoughts on what his preferences are, he is 100% right to have whatever thoughts he wants on that stuff. And that's where I'm team shake hundred percent. If you, at the end of the day, prefer a woman to be X, Y, Z, great. It's no different than when a woman's going to tell you, I want a guy who's 230 pounds with a beard, that's six foot, blah, 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 blah. If she puts all that stuff out there, let her have it. Realistically, are you ever going to get it though? That's a whole another conversation. But if that's what you want, and that's what you want to put out there into the ethos, go for it. His approach on the other end of how he delivers the information Ah, wrong, wrong. wrong. I'm like,
1: and what?
0: (laughs) That, that to me needs a lot of changing, a lot. But I had no, no problem with him vocalizing the fact that throughout the entire thing, after seeing her, he was like, I don't have that animalistic attraction. But But we we all collectively had to know before they ever saw each other he was going to feel that way all of us collectively when he when he led i gotta finish my point when he led with his own internalized racism he led a conversation with her with his own internalized racism he told her straight up i only date blondes he used that term very specifically That was a tall tale sign to tell her because he had already heard her name. She knew that he knew that she was Indian. And so he wanted to make sure she knew that that's how he validated himself to be above them. And then he didn't care until she responded with, usually I only date white guys. And then in that moment he went, oh, and that's what made him actually more interested because he's like, oh, we're both here. His own internalized racism kicked in, and that's why he cared so much in the pods. But once he saw her, I, I can't. I, y'all all had to know he was going to be like, mm-mm, this ain't it. I, y'all can't tell me y'all didn't know that was coming.
2: My thing is, when he saw her, he was all over her so we've seen couples who've seen each other in the first meeting and it's like oh it's a little hesitant there isn't that like he literally almost ran up to her grabbed her behind with two hands kissing her i want to make babies with you all this other stuff he has seen her at this point all over her they take their little moment off to the side he's still all over her and even in his after interview is saying all of these amazing things about her so if his initial attraction was not there that would not have happened so i i don't believe that i'm sorry like you can't act that way and then be like oh wait i'm not attracted to her even when she was coming down the aisle he was like oh my gosh, she's gorgeous because she was okay yeah.
1: but he realized he wasn't attracted to her maybe that's what it took and then he was like oh yeah i changed my
2: mind He was still all over her until they got to Mexico.
1: Well, you know, it it got weird. Like, it got weird. Like, I just remember them being in, like, the jacuzzi, and she had her arms wrapped around his neck, and he just was, like, looking very awkward. And, you know, I think this situation is a lot deeper than, than what people are saying on Twitter. I think that, you know, there was a comment that he made, and he was basically saying that, you know, in the past, I've run away from my culture and the women. That to me stood out as, whoa, okay, that's a huge red flag. At this point, it's not about, oh, I've only dated blondes and they have to be 110 pounds. It's now about, do you not see your own race as attractive? And that to me is a deeper issue than this is just my type. You know, I saw snow and I saw girls with blonde hair and I was like, oh, they're, they're intriguing. Like, okay, but why don't you see someone Who's from the same race or ethnicity as you? As attractive, because you—if you ask me, as a black woman, black men are number one to me. I'm not looking at them like, oh, I can't get to this guy. He reminds me of my uncle, and I feel like he used that that quote to reference the fact that she was Indian. I really do think there was there was there was intra-racism woven throughout why he did not work out with D.T. So it didn't even really matter what she was, I don't think he's attracted to his own, to his own people. And I want to ask you guys, do you think that that's a a fundamental problem in their situation? DT was open to dating an Indian man. In his case, he had never dated an Indian woman. Now they live in freaking Chicago. There are Indians everywhere. Chicago is a melting pot. It's like a smaller version of New York. So there's no shortage of people within their own sect around today. That's, a, that's a decision that you're making to not date within your own at that point, because it's not like you live in bumblefuck Kansas, where you just can't find anyone who looks like you or has a name like you. And so I wanted to ask you guys, do you think that that is a, that is a, that was a foundational problem for them in the beginning?
0: My thought is they were both indirectly affected in my mind, especially growing up in the Midwest with immigrant inferiority complex. Mm. That's a real thing. You got to go look it up. Like it's a real thing. And when you come from another country and what you see socially, aesthetically, and what's viewed as the standard in another place, and it's not you, you value that more than yourself. And start to view yourself as inferior, which creates the complex. And there's there's so much therapy that has to go into that. And there's nothing your parents yep. can do. Yep. And unless you unless you find yourself really digging into your own culture, it just does not change. Fundamentally, it does not change. And it only gets worse. And it's a problem. And I think both of them suffer from that, To be, to, to be frank. At the point that she had never dated an Indian man, that told me everything I needed to know as well about her. Both of them. That's why I didn't, I see them as two peas in the same pod, no pun intended. Um, And yeah, I hated that that was a pun, I hated it. Um, But I don't think that there's something that you can fundamentally do to get your head out of that easily, easily. But that's my two cents. Raven, what do you got?
2: I do think that there was definitely some fundamental fundamental issues when it came to internalized racism, but at the same token, Deep D was moving past those things. She was like, okay, maybe I did find someone who is of my same ethnicity. Like, my parents are going to love this. And I really enjoy time with him. She seemed to be attracted to him. She never really had anything negative to say about his appearance or anything like that. Once they left the pods, I didn't hear Deep D be like, well, I'm used to this or I'm used to that conversation was then over. So I think that there was some growth that needed to happen on Shake's part that he wasn't ready for. Whatever happened between their initial meeting and them getting to Mexico, he was not ready to change his mind about what an actual partner may look like and if this is really love. Like he said, he was like, no one has supported me like Deep Deep. No one has been on my side like Deep Deep. So, so maybe the things that you're looking for in a relationship as number one needs to be taken think, down a notch.
0: And I think that's a very fair point. And that's that's a hard thing for, I think, a lot of people to deal with. Like your expectations, your aesthetic expectations, realistically, should that be the priority when it comes down to longer term relationships? Ultimately, eventually those looks are gonna fade and what is actually there to sustain the relationship? It's a, it's a weird thing where... I've heard I've heard so many people say things like well guys have these ridiculous standards of women like whereas one of my white guy friends said a group of women said you guys are holding us to this Kim K standard and he was like I ain't holding you to sh- <laughs> that's not something I'm doing I don't care but she goes when I'm on these dating apps and all this I know for a fact my friend she has 500 messages on Tinder. I don't have anything like that. And she has the Kim K aesthetic. Mm. So you can't tell me that that's not what you guys are attracted to. Wow. But he says to her something very interesting. He goes, yeah, she can have that. And I'll guarantee you the majority of those guys will be willing to sleep with her. But I'll guarantee you those same guys would also be willing to sleep with you. His whole point was that doesn't mean that they're going to create a longer term relationship. And then he said something even smarter. He goes, how many relationships has Kim K actually sustained? Because all the makeup in the world and all the good looks and all that stuff does not matter if you don't have the proper personality and you guys aren't mutually yoked. And he goes, that's what's more important. And he's like, you on the other end, and he told her this, she started crying. He's like, you've had like 30 guys a day in your inbox. And all those 30 guys, you told me every single time, none of them look good enough for you to actually respond to. So he's like, is that actually true? Is that is that the thing? And she got emotional because she's like, I mean, well, who wants to date somebody that's just not up to par with them? And there, therein lies this like shallow circle that everybody's kind of in where nobody's gonna find somebody if they all keep going down the same thing. But if you know what you want and those are your preferences and that's the thing you wanna throw out like Shake did and like the fucking black Twitter girls do, that's your business. If that, like seriously and I, i'm only pointing them out because i i can't stress enough i see it every day i see it every day you lay out your standards that way the only thing i want to say to you is are you what that other person is looking for and shake i would love to ask him are you what that woman that you're seeking is looking for and if not you might want to change
1: your standards brother well, I think he knew that, but I think he knew that he needed to change his standards because he never got what he was getting from deep tea before with these blondes who are 110 pounds. But like Raven was saying, if anything, this process has taught him, he he had a lot of work to do. You're not even ready to, to even get with the Indian girl to me. Like, I hope God bless. I hope you find a blonde girl who's 110 pounds, who's willing to deal with you on the level that tea was. I hope, I'm not saying the Indian girls will, but if you ever meet an Indian girl, please be prepared and have gotten over your issues and have gotten your healing and all that stuff because that, there's a lot to that, which is, it's crazy to me. And, I hope, and I
2: hope that Deep tea finds a man who can put her on his shoulders easily, okay? Because he can bench press more than Shake can, okay? Because there's a lot of men out here that's like, if you ain't even 150, I don't even want to see you, okay? So
1: was, it wrong, was it wrong of me to wonder, like, he's a veterinarian. So, like, if someone brings in their fat cat or overweight overweight dog, like, does he treat them differently? Does he, like, say, oh, we got to put them down? Or, like, does he treat them like he treats the other animals? I'm just wondering, as a vet who has body issue standards, <laughs> just wondering. Just just questioning.
0: I want to, I want to ask you this. Is that really him having body issue standards? Is that really? There's
2: pictures that have surfaced of him as a child and he was overweight. Oh, really? He he talked about that. He talked about that on the show. I understand that, but that to me is an internalized issue that you have not worked through. If you have to then project that onto someone else as to, this is the weight that they need to have. God forbid, forget the, the, um, the cats and the dogs what if his child is overweight then what are he gonna do because your genes is gonna work just as much as that 110 well even Vanessa brought up on the
1: reunion what if your wife gets into a car accident or what if she takes a medication and she gets weight. what if she has three of your kids and never loses the weight and he was like oh that's different that's different no it's not different I think in his mind he's gonna be so deep in that he won't care but if you're this shallow now you're going to care. That's not going away just because of the circumstance.
0: Do y'all feel bad for Deep Dee?
1: I mean, she had another connection that we
2: found about.
1: So I feel like her and Kyle should just get together and call it a day. What? Raven.
0: Raven, what do you got?
2: I feel bad that Deep Dee's time was wasted, but I am glad that she chose herself at the end. I'm glad that she was able to come out triumphant and really understand her self-worth and understand that she doesn't need to settle for someone whether there's child there's rumors of her being with sal and there's also from the reunion kyle was trying to shoot his shot because he was like you don't want her but i do okay because she the one so whatever future love connection that she has
0: Go ahead and get it, Um, I don't feel bad for Deep Tea at all. I feel like when you sign up for a show like this, whatever happens coming out of the pods happens, comes out of the pods. And I don't think it was a waste of her time either. This is exactly what's supposed to happen. If you really feel strongly that it ain't going to work and you pull out, gang, gang. I hate the fact that so many women like cape for her, like, girl, you don't have to. I'm like, no, y'all signed up for this. Y'all signed up for this. You signed up for the complete and utter fuckery of what the show is.
1: I, right. I'm glad that she never had sex with him. So, good choice on that end.
0: Next couple, I can't wait. This is the messiest. And I thought I thought nobody can be as messy as Shay. But Shayna and Kyle's relationship. I want to know from y'all. What do, you, what do you think really led to the breakdown in Shayna and Kyle's relationship? The, Raven, you.
2: Go ahead, Raven. First of all, so the problem with Shayna and Kyle's relationship was that Shayna was in love with Shane. Just like the couple from season one, where the girl kept trying to tiptoe and be like, oh, like, are you sure you're happy? Like, I just want to make sure Barnett. You're happy. are you Are you sure you're happy? Shana, was the, that was her this season, okay? Because right after you get engaged, ma'am, you supposed to be having a party and then going to meet your fiance. You go over here and meet with Shane. Talk about, I just want to profess my love to you. I'm sorry, ma'am. You just said yes. You have on another man's engagement ring. His mama's engagement ring. And you wanna? You gonna come in the pod talk about? Well, I just wanted to let you know that I also see a future with you. This is hot
1: mess, girl. Bye,
2: girl. Bye. She was not trying to be with Kyle. Front like she was not. Once she found out that he was an atheist or whatever, she was like, uh, uh, and. No, she didn't want to be with him, and then he proposed, and then she felt like, oh my gosh, I'm backed in a corner. Girl, you was on a show. You could say no. It's okay. You have you have a choice. You could say no.
0: So, so the answer to the question is, you feel like it is because he was an atheist that she backed out. That's what that was the reason.
2: I feel like she also was in love with Shane though.
0: Okay, okay, she was in Cold love with Shane in the first, and then Cold secondarily is because he's an atheist. Okay, got it.
2: Yes, because I, I feel like Kyle it. was her number two. Shane was her number one. Kyle was her number two. So it was like, oh, once she found out he was an atheist, it was like, okay, great. I could just put all my eggs in this one basket. And then he came and proposed and she was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't expecting this. This is a lot. And then she said, yes. I'm like, girl, you just you just talked about how you had a failed engagement and you didn't want to have another one. Why would you say yes? Messy.
0: Avi, what you got? Yeah.
2: Um, I, I'm going to, I agree with Raven
1: in the fact that she was, she was in love with Shane and she wanted Shane. Um, she used the religion as a scapegoat to end things with Kyle. She, she luckily, luckily had something to hold on to, to, something legitimate to hold on to, to be like, well, I don't know if you can lead me as a man in God, uh, that follows God and faith. Girl, you think Shane's kind of cracked out behind is gonna lead you? With God, like, that's about me. I was like, wait a minute. Okay, you're you're trying to use the religion thing. You're really trying it. But if you think about it, if that's the reason, then we know Shane would have not been a better person to lead you in your Christianity. We already know that. Even if Shane said he was a Christian, do you think he is the type of person that would have led her and their household to, like... Girl, just shut up! <laughs> right, come on now. She's trying to fool everybody, but she's only fooling herself. Like, okay, you you lucked out with the religion thing, but Shane wasn't gonna lead you either. So you're probably almost better off with the atheist who was fine with having your kids being raised in Christianity. He was willing to. The dude was willing. <laughs> Kyle was willing to eat meat for you after eight years of being a vegetarian. Don't you think? He probably would have eventually caught on to the religion thing and started going to church with you. Like, come on now, Let, like, come on now. And so I, I think that Shane's issue is that she thinks she's smarter than the audience and the audience is actually smarter than her. And so when these questions are being thrown at her, like, Oh, then what was it? And she's like, Oh, hundred percent, a hundred percent. I shouldn't expect uh, accepted your mom's engagement ring. hundred percent. I have to wonder, okay, what was your motivation behind that? Because you could have just said no. And she 100% says that she should have said no, right? But I think that her initial motivation was I'm going to accept for now. This is, this is me. I'm not saying it's correct. I'm going to accept for now. I don't want this person as my number one. I really want Shane. And so I'm going to go into Shane's pod and I'm going to see if there's one last hope for us. And once she realized after expressing her love to Shane, there was zero hope, she decided to meet Kyle in person. And I honestly think if Kyle looked like Shane or looked like a, I don't know, think of any hot guy in Hollywood. If he looked like that, she probably would have given it 10 times more of a chance than she gave it, honestly. And she tried to make it seem like, oh, you're a attractive guy, it wasn't your looks. No girl, it was. Because you let it get to the point where you saw him to decide, this is not going to work out. The girl left freaking, where are they, Mexico? She left a a free vacation. That should have been enough for Kyle to know, this ain't going to work out, bro. But like Mark from last season, the Jessica Mark situation, he was all holding out hope and thinking like, oh, well, I'm going to make her fall in love. And bro, she left a free vacation. She left you because she didn't want to be with you. She left a free vacation. That's how bad it was. Um, so I don't even remember what the question was. All I'm saying is that, all I'm saying is that the girl is just wrong, left, right, it, it, forward is and what,
0: It was what caused the breakdown between
1: oh that was well, yeah. I explained it then.
0: And <laughs> I and I don't have anything to add to that because you made all the points I was gonna make, and I'm so grateful that you caught on to it. I literally said it was looks. I got blowback online for that, too. Really? Had to delete that off off the channel. They were like, no, it's religion. I'm like.
1: Well, you know what, though? I think there's a lot of racial undertones throughout this season that people are not touching on. Some people have and I've seen it and some people are not. Do you remember when Kyle went to her house? I'm sorry. I was getting flashbacks into Get Out when they had like the auction with the black people. I was getting like like the the teacup with the spoon situation I was getting get out vibes from that whole house her mom's piercing blue eyes and her brother's even saying something like oh yeah you know we can hang out with you if, if you like you know being American or whatever they said what was that quote that they said about being American or doing American things or whatever the case was all of a sudden I saw MAGA I saw I saw Trump I saw like all the all the things American, whatever you imagine it to be. I didn't see American pie in baseball. I saw like, oh, y'all some like rednecks. And y'all, are, y'all are devout Christians that use your Christianity for for possibly wrong things. Possibly. Possibly. You know what I'm saying?
0: That's and I think there, I was, gonna...
1: there was a racial undertone in that because look at Kyle. He looks very racially ambiguous. I don't know what he is, but he doesn't look straight up white, whatever that is. He don't look straight up he looked European, but kind of like a Spaniard european not like a German or, you know, Italy or, you know? So <laughs> I think there's there's some racial undertones in that situation, honestly.
2: Well, I do know where they were January 6th, okay? <laughs> I think we all know.
1: I saw some tweets on that.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: They had a direct flight from Chicago, D.C.
2: It, their, their relationship was just so weird because she was so like hung up on Shane and like the possibility that they might be together. And even after they broke up, her showing up to the the little beach party. party beach party, I was like, Lord help us, Jesus.
0: But that's where I want to do. I wanted to transition to this and Raven before you have to take off. I want to transition to Natalie and Shane for that reason.
2: Yeah. Because
0: their relationship is a direct correlation to what was happening with Shana. So Here's where things get a little murky. And if you guys didn't watch, please watch that. Everything that happens holistically between those two couples is a lot. Shayna and what she does in relation to calling up Natalie. I want to know how either one of you would have handled that. And, and is it viewed as disrespectful? That was going to be my first question then.
2: Shayna is completely disrespectful, okay?
0: But wait, wait, wait. Can you tell, can you tell them what she actually said on the phone?
2: Okay, so allegedly, from what we've heard, Shana calls Natalie, who is engaged to Shane, the person that she wants to be engaged to, and says, hey, if it doesn't work out, you know, she calls her, I guess, to have a chit chat. Okay, that's what she wants to do. As girls, as
0: girlfriends. As girlfriends, you know.
2: And then at the end of the call was like, well, you know, if it doesn't work out, I got some people I can hook you up with. First of all, I like her in that out. moment. If it doesn't work out. <laughs> okay. First of all, whoever she's trying to hook up with Natalie also was with her parents January 6th. Natalie with <laughs> <laughs> No, that's not what we want for Natalie. Okay. The fact that, like, if somebody I know has a crush on my man calls me, and hey girl, how you how's everything going? I just want to, you know, check in, see what's happening. And then you want to be like at the end of the conversation, like, well, if it doesn't work out, you know, I always got somebody you up with shady boots. okay? no, no, ma'am. No, sir. And then the fact that she went and talked to her fiance at the beach party and was like, so how are things going? You know, like, I just I just felt like, you know, you and I had a better connection, you know, like, I just don't know. Like, are you really happy? Like. (laughs) And then Shane called her ass out and was like, ma'am. Let's talk about how you call my fiance though and try to hook up with another man. Let's talk about that. Let's, let's, let's. I'm not, okay.
0: I'm not defending that last part because that was, that was extremely shady. But the first part where she called her, I've heard mixed signals on this.
1: Well,
2: her her motives were shady. They
1: said that Natalie was unaware of that connection to begin with because, because Shana kind of kept that too close to her chest. Her, yeah. And so Natalie wasn't, she didn't have a full picture of what their connection was. So I think in that conversation, she didn't realize that Shayna was trying to get the dirt on what was going on with them because she didn't know that Shayna even really liked Shane on that level. You know what I'm saying? So I think that unfortunately for Natalie, she was kind of duped into a situation and Shayna knew exactly what she was doing, but Natalie was not aware of it, unfortunately.
0: Okay. I have to make this point though. And I was seeing this going back and forth online. And one of the girls at work said this to me. So I was like, really engage with this. There is a possibility, though, as a friend, as a girlfriend, she was like, yeah, if it doesn't work, I got you. I got somebody else in the holster if things aren't right. Is that so- wrong to like do that to somebody that you're considering a girlfriend?
2: <laughs> if you're just friends with her, yes. If you have motives to get with her man, no. Exactly. Okay. Oops. And that was her motive. She wanted to plant a seed into Natalie. Like if there's any doubts and this doesn't work out, I have someone for you because at the end of the day, if it don't work out with Shane, who gonna be on his DMs the next day? She is.
0: Okay. me. Wait, wait. Okay. I'm gonna make the rounded out point on that. My coworker was making the point and I got it. Especially once I saw the other comments about it. If in Shayna's mind, they don't work for these several reasons, and she's like, it's gonna be bad because he's the kind of guy that's like duh, 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 duh. And I prefer to help her. Is that wrong for a friend to do?
2: She's not her friend. not her friend.
0: Okay, very good.
2: If you I have a circumstantial
1: friendship, it. that wasn't a real friendship.
2: She's not her friend. She made she played nice with Natalie because she wanted insight on Natalie's relationship. She was not a friend to Natalie. And so that's why you hear her in the background. At the beach talking to all these people well, their relationship seems so fake. Are you sure they're happy. Oh my gosh, I just don't know like a friend does not do that. And a friend is also going to make sure that your relationship works. Your, your friend is like, okay, how what's going on. Okay, so how can we fix this. She's not like, well, girl, you know, just if you say no at the altar. I got somebody for you because she's also trying to be with your man. Okay? If you what have a potent if you have a family pet cute little puppy
1: and he runs away and I somehow find him and I keep this pet and I'm like, hey girl, I know someone who just had a litter of puppies. Like you could just hit them up and get a new puppy. If I got your pet. Am I your friend? It's not it's the same scenario. It is the same scenario. <laughs>
2: it, is, it is the same scenario. It's not the
1: same, it's kind of the same. It's like, it's why don't you not have their pet? Why don't you go and get the litter of puppies and Return their pet to them. You don't have to have their pet, but that's what I'm. She thought that she was giving her a nice little like. Okay, well, if if me and if Shane does leave Natalie, say let's just say that that happens. Because I'm sure in her mind she was playing this scenario over and over. What if Shane leaves Natalie? She would go after Shane, and at least Natalie has the consolation prize of her friend that she set her up with. So it's not that bad. If if
2: she even does that. Because who's saying that that was her actual intentions to set her up with her friend? Because now I got to see Natalie with Shane. I'm now with Shane. I'm not trying to hook you up my friend. That's why they're not
1: friends. Because the fact that she was comfortable even getting with Shane after Natalie is like, well, you're definitely not friends. This is a circumstantial, quote unquote, friendship is is, uh, y'all acquaintances at that point.
2: We never saw them really talk in the pods. And every time that Natalie came back and was super happy after she talked to Shane, Shayna was rolling her eyes at her. But that
0: was editing. That's what, no, no, Shayna said, I'm I'm taking her word on that.
2: Did we not see her squinting the whole time at the reunion? That squint that. (laughs) She got a fresh,
1: fresh unit of Botox. I think that's what that was. She just
2: kept, every time somebody, every time Natalie or Shane would say something, she's like, no.
0: Yeah, she did give the Trump squint. But I do believe a part of me does believe that she is not lying when she says that was editing. I'm not overreacting to every single time she talked chat with him. She's like, guys, that's ridiculous. I believe that. I actually believe that. I don't believe she a lot was of it.
2: overreacting when she came in there and said, oh, I'm now his girlfriend. And she had a problem with that and then went and told Shane, like, well, she's telling everyone that she's your girlfriend. I've had that happen before. They do that to be shady.
0: I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave her out of this and then transition to Natalie. Hey,
2: before you even do that, before you even do that, I do want to ask this
1: question. Do we are we all in agreement on the fact that Shana was deliberately trying to break them up or see if there was still a chance. For her and Shane, well after the engagement. Yes.
0: Wait, 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 wait! I, no, no, wait, wait! I'm not in agreement with it on that initial conversation with Natalie. I'm not. No, I'm but saying I like the beach part. Beach part. The beach part. When they get to the beach part, I was She's like, about
1: "Your fraud relationship." She literally, "I like, a relationship." We're in agreement on that, right?
0: That's some shady. Okay,
1: and then she tried to backtrack and be like, "Well, I was in my emotions, girl. You knew what you were trying to do. You think the audience is dumb? We're not. You're the dumb one." Okay
2: um but she also because she didn't realize shane was gonna call her out on that conversation so then she tried to backtrack like
1: i don't think that she thought shane was gonna tell natalie I, about I it either i didn't
2: i didn't know but well, it wasn't like that like i wasn't telling her like that girl you was you was right. so
0: so i've heard both sides of that at the beach i've heard women online say well shoot or shoot like you got to go after what you want and is it wrong to go after what you want and yes, they're not yes, married and they're not married yet that was the whole thing they're not married yet. So. Why but these
1: same you? women wouldn't want their men being shot at by other women while they're engaged. So they need to be quiet.
2: My <laughs> thing is if she just wanted to shoot her shot, that's fine. Go do that. She already shot don't it in the Natalie. Natalie. down. And then, don't call Natalie and try to plant seeds and do all this other shady stuff and then be talking about him behind everybody's back. Like, oh, doesn't their relationship look fake? Oh, well, doesn't it? I don't know if he's really happy and da da da. If you want to shoot your shot, Shoot Aren't your you? shot. You ain't got to be shady boots all up in these down these streets, okay? Because she was shady boots from the north side of Chicago down to the south side. You ain't got to do all that.
1: I do have a question for you guys, though. And I think, I think a lot of my stuff is so racial because if you compare this season to last season, this season made an extra effort to be very inclusive. You know, we have Polish and German and Latina and Indian and Black and da-da-da-da. Do you think, Dana had a hard time believing that the relationship that Shane had with Natalie was real because Natalie was Asian. And she had a hard time believing that someone who didn't look like her could connect with Shane on a deep level, enough for them to be engaged because she's Asian. She even said at the beach party, what do they even talk about? Like, what did they even even talk about? As if it's, it's like completely impossible for an Asian girl and a white guy in Chicago to have a connection. Do you think there was a racial undertone in that? I do, because I already said her family looks like they came from Get Out, but I do believe that she thought this will never work because she's Asian. And I also felt she felt some sort of way about an Asian woman being her competition and winning the man that she wanted.
2: Oh, she was hurt about that.
1: Oh yeah, she was but hurt. A brown woman won over me? She
2: was gut heard about that. And was so with that about other that girl, the other girl with, uh what's the girl name? Oh, Danielle. Yes. The yes. other girl in the pods with Danielle felt the same way because Danielle wasn't like a size two and wasn't this certain way. And she felt as though, like, how could this man be in love with Danielle? But she definitely felt that way. She did not understand how they worked. She didn't understand any of that. Maybe because she didn't understand how her relationship was going to work with this man who was not a Caucasian. I don't know. But she's her and her family definitely have lots of overtones of racism.
0: So, Abia, that was a thing online. It trended. People talked about that heavily. They felt very confident in saying there is no way Shane was going to ever be comfortable with somebody that was BIPOC actually taking something that she viewed as a shoe in for her culturally. Which is why when she was on the beach and she says to him, I mean, clearly we make more sense. Basically, those are the words I'm paraphrasing. That's
2: what she and said. people were
0: people were like, "What does that
2: really mean?"
1: I just want to tell Shayna, pull yourself up by the bootstraps, girl. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but they also were talking on TikTok about how Shana, harder. Maybe you'll find yourself here, a man. Shana was out here like talking about how she, you know, busted wide open in the bedroom and then was upset about this whole What kind of Christian is that?
1: What kind of Christian? Oh, so it
2: was like, okay, girl, wh- which one is it? Are you busting it down or are you praying it down? Wh- which You're one it down.
1: It's not for God. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and just like that, that will be the end of episode 74. And I know it feels abrupt, but we're gonna come back with episode 75 a continuation of love is blind season two where we are going to talk more about natalie shane mallory salvador
1: wow, the and more couples.
0: good night good
1: night